everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am McLovin. You're tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your host, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. And oh no, there's a demon in me. Satan. I love that. <laughs> yeah, the listeners can't see the physicality that is involved with such an amazing performance. <laughs> Ooh, the devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. Oh, the devil made me dude it. Ooh, the devil made me dude it. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. No, the devil came in and was like, hey, you do it. And I was like, oh, no. And started fucking. Oh, yeah. That's the devil made me do it. Him or that that glory hole that the kid in this movie looks, looks into. Yeah. Oh, both. <laughs> Listen, there's nothing wrong with a satanic glory hole. Okay. I, I, I wasn't saying there was. Listen, <laughs> you son of a bitch. I've said it once. And guess what? I'm about to say it again. There is nothing wrong with a satanic glory hole. Yeah. You don't have to convince me. <laughs> and you can take that to the bank. Oh, yeah. Bring it to the bank. Be like, yeah. excuse me. Excuse me, banker. This is my satanic glory hole. <laughs> and guess what? I'm looking to make a deposit. <laughs> so open wide. <laughs> how do you how do you make a, a glory hole? Do you literally just ram your wang through the wall? You mean like a satanic one? Or how do you make just a glory hole in general? I'm sure it's like <laughs> either I mean if you want to be professional about it, you can get like a like a drill and like an auger and like yeah, you can go to Lowe's and get like one of those all-in-one glory hole maker kits. <laughs> go up to the, go up to customer service. <laughs> Be like, excuse me, garçon, I would like. <laughs> can you point me in the direction of your glory hole kits? <laughs> and be like, yeah, sure, no problem. Come this way. And then he's like, kind of. Uh, you looking for like the premium type shit? You looking for like you know like you're like basic like Walmart down and dirty stuff? I'm looking. I'm looking for something where it's like. No thrills. You're pra- you're practically it's like you're playing operation with your dick. Like you don't want to touch the edges because you'll get electrocuted. Yeah. <laughs> Best kind of glory holes. The operation glory mm-hmm. holes. Oh my god. Cause it's you know what it is? It's not the sticking your wang through a hole and getting sucked off by a stranger. Mm-hmm. It's the risk of electrocution in my p- pinasia. <laughs> yeah. That that really gets me rock hard. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. What does this show become? What are we doing again? <laughs> oh, we're doing Le Conjuring. Le Conjuring? <laughs> Le Conjuring? Le Conjuring. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, um, I'm kind of excited to do this, though, just because... Our our listeners, you know, every time we've done a Halloween special, The Conjuring is a movie that a lot of people recommend. And yeah, I've had a lot of our listeners uh, tell us just in general that The Conjuring is one of their favorite, like modern horror movies. So I uh, I just I feel like there might be a little bit more of an audience for this one. Our fans might like this review a little bit. And also this was on the the HBO. So I feel like a lot of people got to see it. Yeah, actually, uh, Brianna, like does not like watching horror movies. And, um, I watched this one. I actually went to the theater to see this, but then when I got back, she had asked me how it was and I was telling her and I wanted to like do a deep dive 
uh, in the conjuring universe, at least with the things I wanted to watch. Cause there's, we'll get to it. There's some crap and there's some really good stuff. And I was like, you know what? Like at the very least, let me like go back and I'll just rewatch all the conjuring movies, like one and two. And so I was watching one and she had gotten home from work and she was like, what are you watching? I was like, I'm not like, I just started the conjuring. I was like, but I'll shut it off. Cause I know you're not going to want to watch it. And she's like, no, I'll watch it. And then she actually watched the whole movie with me. Hmm. And, uh, but I was just like, Oh, nice. Like we can, uh, we can enjoy some horror movies now. And then, uh, something else that I put on that was horror related. And I think she checked out <laughs> on that. You went too heavy. Yeah. Greedy. <laughs> have you, have you watched or seen, uh, the fear street stuff? No, I've seen a lot of stuff about it. People seem to really like it. Yeah. I don't know if, um, if we're going to get like, we're gonna be able to do a review on it or whatever, but I just thought it was cool. We had kind of mentioned something similar to this, like way back. I think we were talking about like Lord of the Rings and they're like, we were like, wouldn't it be cool if like a studio dropped an entire trilogy at once in theaters and you could like binge a trilogy. That's basically what they did with this. I think they released each movie, uh, each week. Um, so there's three of them now and they're, they're full movies. I think on Rotten Tomatoes, they got like mid to high nineties on them. People really like them, but, uh, yeah, I was just like, that's really cool. You could literally go on and binge a 2021 trilogy. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. And it's like perfect. You know, it's not like quote unquote perfect timing in the sense of just like, Oh, it's spooky season, but like getting it out now so that people have like time get around to it. Like, Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely want to watch it. Like it's, I keep seeing more and more stuff pop up about it. Yeah, I uh, trying to think of what else because it's been a minute since we talked. I'm trying to think of other things that I've watched. <laughs> I watched In the Heights. <laughs> oh man, I have no interest in that. I I didn't have a ton of interest either, but watched it anyway. Um, and I kind of I watched it at home. I kind of wish I watched it in the theater just because like. I knew being a musical that I wasn't going to be like super invested in it. And I was like, I should probably go to the theater. So it forces me to like, just like be paying attention to it the entire time. Yeah. And then I was like, I'll just watch it at home. And it was whatever. That sounds about right. I was going to say, it's got like a 97. It's got like high. So me being like, it's whatever. It might just be because I watched it at home and like half of it. I was on my phone. (laughs) Yeah. And we're not like big musical guys. I didn't watch it at all. I probably won't. Um, I have a hard enough time getting out and seeing things these days anyways. You know, we're, um, we're busy boys. We got, a, we got a lot of things to do, a lot of places to go. Like, you know, the fucking trailer park. I was wondering if you were going to swerve on that one. I thought about swerving, but then I decided, you know what my new gimmick is, is uh, uncertainty when going to the trailer park. (laughs) I'm always uncertain when I go to the trailer park. Yeah, I'm not sure if I want to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, What are we what are we talking today? Okay, so we're talking The Conjuring. Devil made me do it. That's the movie we're going to review. So from trailer park. We, you know, we like to have themes. We like to have themes. The show is practically a theme park. It's like a park full of themes. Yeah. And this theme is, it's a horror movie, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And it's coming soon. Correct. And it's going to come out just in time. It's coming out in in the spooky season. Right. It's going to be on Halloween. Oh, it's the new Halloween movie. <laughs> yeah, it's Halloween Kills. <laughs> Halloween Kills. Yeah. Have you seen this trailer? I don't know if I have. I I saw something for the new movie, but I think it might have been just a teaser because this was a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the new trailer came out three weeks ago. Um, did, you, uh, did you see the reboot? No, I didn't. I still need to see that. Oh, okay. Well... This trailer is going to have some Mondo spoilers then. <laughs> well, whatever. Okay. Well, then uh, I guess I'll, I guess it I'll is just, what it is. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, Ooh, cause this trailer starts up and, uh, I do think this is cool. Uh, you know, this is the second movie in this Halloween reboot 
which is kind of the third time they've rebooted. <laughs> but uh, yeah, when we did our Halloween episode uh, and we talked about, you know, all the movies, I think you had mentioned, unless I'm thinking of another movie, I thought you had mentioned that Halloween two, you actually enjoyed a good amount because it's it, like picked up like shortly after uh, the first Halloween. Yeah. And this is the, like, it definitely looks like the vibe they're going with for this one is similar to the second original Halloween. And yeah, mm-hmm. this, this trailer is showing you the movie picks up immediately after that first one ends. And, uh, I don't know. I, uh, I think that is cool. It's definitely a different vibe than the first one for sure. But I'm really, I, I want to know what you think about this. Cause I, I feel like if, even if you haven't seen the first one, I feel like you'll, probably dig it a lot and okay. if you're a fan of the second original one of Halloween 2 then I f- I don't know let's just get into it man yeah let's watch this spoiler <laughs> alert I guess for me <laughs> yeah Let that happen. Yeah. Should not have to keep running. Evil dies tonight. I'm not just gonna sit and watch another innocent person die. If you track Michael's victims, that's a straight line to Michael's childhood home. What do we do? We fight. So if she's that old, wouldn't Michael also be that old? Yeah, is flesh and a little bit, a little bit younger. Old fuck is still just like crushing people. Yeah, just overpowering everybody. The more he transcends, he's the essence of evil. Love the music. The music's really good on the trailer. The little Halloween motif. Come and get it. I'm coming for you, Michael. Okay. Digging it. I got you. Man, I really want, I really should watch the, uh, the new <laughs> remake. The, yeah. Well, so was that 2018? Yeah. Yeah. I'm almost positive. It's 2018. Um, yeah, I mean, movie ends with him being locked in the basement and they light the house on fire. And then, right. Hey, yeah, dude, so, spoilers. Come on, man. Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> I'm going to get around to it eventually. <laughs> um, I actually like, I feel like recently there's been a lot of movies where we, we you know, uh, watch the trailer and we're like, it looks kind of cool. And then we, we look at like who wrote it and stuff like that. And we're like, uh, I'm not as interested, but... Uh, I actually like the director, um, David Gordon Green. He's directed like a few things that I do really like. Um, and he's working on some things that I'm very interested in. Actually, he is the, I think he's the director. He's the director and producer, I think, on the new Hellraiser show. Okay. Oh, that they're doing. That thing that's been cursed in production for however long. Yeah. Um, but he, he was the director on the 2018 Halloween he also did stronger with um, 
Jake Gyllenhaal a few years ago, which okay. I thought was a good year or a good movie. Um, and I think he directed Pineapple Express too, which is nothing like this, oh. but it's just a movie I like. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely into this. I'm getting the Halloween two vibes. The one thing I am a little concerned about is it looks like this might be more actiony or like going more for the kills than than like the slow burn psychological horror that like the first Halloweens are. Um, yeah. Because this almost looks like it's like the town by the end of it is like, we got to band together and take down this guy. <laughs> yeah, right. And Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis says something like, the more he kills, the stronger he gets. It's like he's like <laughs> gaining X. He's grinding XP <laughs> in like destiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. There's With, with any like horror um, franchise, I feel like it always ends up blowing up to this freaking thing of... All, all of a sudden, like, what was scary about it is like, oh, it's a regular guy, and now it's like, but also he's like a witch doctor or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like they jumped the shark at a certain point in the franchise. I don't think that's necessarily what they're doing here, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I don't know. the The whole thing with like Mike Myers, I think, uh, like I think as you're, they, they jumped the shark a little. At least for me, like I, I liked it a lot more in the early films when it was just like he's just like a guy, like evil mm-hmm. i guess they're like he's like the uh like embodiment of evil or whatever but like he is just a guy that it turns out that he's like more than that like later on in the, in the films but um yeah yeah and in this one the kills are cool i mean i like jamie lee curtis a lot i'm glad that she's back and i love her as this character um i guess my only concern is really just like, i hope it's not too like actiony because there was some some really good moments of suspense in the first one and it would be a bummer for me if they kind of like stray away from that completely. Right. Yeah. Well, I got no opinion about that because I haven't seen it, <laughs> but that is something that is like a classic move for horror movie franchises. It seems like the first one's always like suspense and thriller. Cause they're working on a lower budget mm-hmm. and you know, especially for like back in the day they're, they're going they're going a little stingy on the kills, but it actually adds to like the horror element mm-hmm. of everything. Then they get more money because it's like, all right, time for a sequel. This was a smash hit. They throw money at it and they're like, all right, well, let's fucking go crazy. Let's kill three times as many people. Let's blow shit up. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it turns into more of like an action thing. Yeah. But then it makes more money because I think that might be another thing of it too is like studios are just like sure make your horror movie and they don't really care what you're doing with it because horror movies are so inexpensive to make and they usually yield profit so it's just like fine whatever and then it hits and they're just like oh now we're paying attention to what you're doing and our you know polls say like you know hey people really like it when it's like an action movie these movies are really popular you should do this you know what i mean you might get more studio interference yeah but then again, this is like a long franchise. People know like, oh, Halloween movie, it's going to be a hit, whatever. Yeah. I know that these, because um, I don't know if this is planned to be a, like just a trilogy or more after that, but there is a, a third movie already in production um, being made by the same people called Halloween Ends. Um, but Blumhouse is the the studio behind this. And I'm pretty sure the budget on all these movies is just a flat 10 million. Yeah. Um, but like you were saying, it's Halloween, like the name's going to sell itself. So it's, it's just going to print money essentially. And I guess if they're like, oh yeah, like we can like make it more flashy and stuff like that, like make, make it more about the kills. Like people are still going to come out and see it because it is Halloween. Yeah. Um, but I know you haven't seen the first one, but I feel like, I feel like the first, the reboot in 2018 was so much, um, it did right by the original. And I remember leaving being like, that was, that was a good time. I was like surprised. Cause we have those, the ones that uh, Rob zombie made. They're like pretty shit. I thought, remember both of them being crap. And uh, so I just was like, Oh, they, they, they did right by, you know, this historic franchise, at least for horror. So it'll, it will bum me out if this is bad. I don't expect it to be bad. I have a feeling I'm still going to enjoy it. Um, and I think that, yeah, like the trailer definitely sold me. Um, so this, this will be a fun one to do when, when the spooky season comes out. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, we definitely got to do it. I have to watch the movie by then, obviously. I don't know. Is it streaming anywhere? It used to be on HBO Max, and then they took it down. Because, like, I, w- I remember, like, seeing it there. I'm like, oh, I really have to watch that. And then, like, sure enough, when I finally had time to sit down, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll watch that. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if it's playing anywhere. I could have sworn it was, but maybe it's not. I think it's... I do think if you want to rent it, though, it is, like, super cheap. Like, only a couple bucks. But... Yeah. Who wants to rent? <laughs> Who wants Ugh. to do that shit? Nobody. I'm not doing that. That being said, renting, going to the video store and renting a movie as a kid was the shit. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's different. Yeah. I, um, if anything, I've, I just try to find a Blu-ray. I'm sure you can find that on Blu-ray for like seven bucks or less. Yeah. Oh, dude, I went into Best Buy the other day and, um, I found... I wasn't even really looking for movies, but I was just like, oh, just let me look at their their Blu-ray section and whatnot. And right on an end cap, I saw the price point and I couldn't believe it. And I was like, wait, what? Like, I got uh, the original Predator on Blu-ray for $3. Ooh. And I've never seen this movie yet, but we've talked about it a bunch. And I've been saying, like, I really need to watch that because it's like one of the only movies from this director that I haven't seen found it for five bucks on blu-ray sicario oh cool 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 yeah so i gotta watch that you know it's bullshit speaking of just my best buy over here they not completely but basically got rid of their movie section um that's the best buy best buys over here too oh really Dude, it used to be half of the store was like movies and cds now it is one rack front and yeah. back I don't, I don't know what the deal is. Like I, I went in one day and it was just where the movies were. There was nothing like they didn't even replace it with anything. It was just empty space. I was like, are you, are you remodeling or like, what's the deal? And I mean, that was like six months ago. So I guess maybe a best buy wide thing is they're not going to, they're like phasing out movies. I don't know that it, that'll really suck because like there aren't a ton of places to go and buy movies. It's like that and like target and Walmart really. Yeah, dude, streaming, streaming is killing everything. Yeah, it's not good. I feel like people don't buy movies as much. Like why spend, I understand why they would have to do it. Cause they're like, we don't need this much real estate for a thing that people don't buy. But like, like the Marvel movies get released in like collector's edition. That's the other thing too. Like all these collector's edition and like old movies that aren't on streaming services that come out with like all these bonus features and stuff. Like I've been trying to track down like. I know I could order it on Amazon or whatever, but like, I don't feel like doing it, but I want like the, the Akira, like the 4k box set. Yeah. I've seen that. That's really cool. But you want to get out of the trailer park and get into, get into more spooky shit. I don't know why I keep saying spooky. <laughs> spooky. <laughs> like that. <laughs> you want to get into the conjuring? Yeah. Look, let's get the fuck out of this trailer park. It's killing me. So we're doing the conjuring. The devil made me do it. One of like three movies that are out now coming out that all have stupid subtitles. Yeah. Um, this is the, f- <laughs> this is the first of the three conjuring movies that James Wan, uh, did not direct. And like James Wan, he's synonymous with a lot of things. Like, I mean, saw launch James Wan. He did, you know, the insidious films, which are huge, but like the conjuring has become like its own universe and actually a successful universe. Cause there's other companies that have tried to launch a universe and they failed horribly. Um, but yeah, like James Wan is synonymous with the conjuring movies. And this is the first one that he's not the director for, uh, Michael Chavez is, and he was the director for the curse of La Llorona, another conjuring universe film. I think it's conjuring adjacent. Like yeah. I, it's part of it, but it's like, it's, a. Uh, all of them like are like directly linked. And I think that one's kind of separate, but they still say like even on the box, it's like the conjuring universe and stuff like that. But anyway, um, the writers on this movie, James Wan is a writer on it. And, uh, you know, he's, he was the writer on Aquaman. Aquaman. He did that. And then obviously for these insidious saw the conjuring Two, Annabelle comes home. Uh, David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick, he is the, I think the main writer on this. And he also wrote Aquaman with him and the conjuring Two. wrath of the Titans. He wrote, which I think that movie sucks, but I remember a movie I saw way like a really long time ago. I don't know if you ever saw, you ever see orphan 
It's like a kind of a weird horror movie. No, I know about it though. Yeah, I remember I went and saw it with my girlfriend at the time, and she really liked it. I remember like back then I wasn't really as into horror, so I was just kind of like, oh, that was kind of expendable. But I think it was pretty popular. Yeah. Um, the cast on this movie: Patrick Wilson, he's playing Ed Warren again. Vera Farmiga, she plays Lorraine Warren. Uh, Rory O'Connor, he plays Arnie. Um, Sarah Catherine Hook, she plays Debbie, and then John Noble pops in and he is Castner. But um, yeah, I mean, where do you want to start on this one, or do you want me to take it? Because I don't. Have you seen many of the Conjuring films? I'll tell you this: I've seen one of them, and it was this one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So my first note as I'm watching it, and like that opening scene, I was my first note was like, ah, maybe I should have watched at least one or two of them before (laughs) jumping into this, because it it definitely. How about this? I think this, as a sequel, as being an outsider, I think there's obviously, like, history, and, like, I can tell in certain scenes where I'm like, I bet you there's a lot of references to old movies in this scene, like, when they're in their office and they have, like, all of their, like, trinkets and stuff from past adventures and whatnot. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure people who love these movies are, like, jerking off so hard. It's like, oh, my God, look at the, you see the picture of the nun in the background? Like... <laughs> You know, and yeah. I'm like, okay, I, I can, I think there's things to this movie that I won't be able to appreciate having not seen any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I think it is, I mean, it is just telling a, like a story, like that's fine and all. Um, but in terms of like how horror movies are generally paced and like just the way the structure of the story is, I felt like this was like, Oh, we're just thrown into it. But then again, I'm like, I guess I'm not thrown into it because it's the third movie. So at this point, it's kind of like what we talked about it on A Quiet Place 2, where you're like, how do you not show the monster in the beginning? Like, it's one thing in the first movie to wait until the end. But now that you're going into the second movie, you already saw the full monster at the end of the first movie. So how do you not? Yeah, like just by virtue, you you're gonna end up seeing it a lot more in the next one, mm-hmm. and um, I'm thinking that's what was happening here, unless I'm wrong, because it was like, wow, we're just starting with some like possession shit, insanity, and it never really stops for the rest of the movie. So I was just like, this must just be the pacing because there's so many movies in that it's just like we can't pull it back anymore. Yeah, um, there's. For sure, in some of the other movies, I feel like they usually try and start off with like with a bang, and they 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 show you something. So in one of the other Conjuring movies, it starts off uh, with essentially the the Amityville horror, um, mm. and they they show that, and then they're like, the the movie's actually about another case. But I will say this: I I really like the idea behind this movie and the story that they wanted to tell, because mainly at least for me, the appeal of all the conjuring movies is that they have this like quote unquote based on a true story promise behind them, which for me, like whether or not you actually believe this is real or you just believe that they're like case studies are a bunch of, cause there's a lot of people that are like Ed and Lorraine Warren were like fucking con artists basically. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so whether or not you believe it or not, like it does at least for me add intrigue to it. I'm like, Oh, this is like, like kind of cool. Like I guess take things with a grain of salt, but also it's kind of crazy that some of these things apparently like did supposedly happen. And with this film, I like that the story revolves around like an actual like U S court case, like something that wasn't just um, secluded to just their case files. Like this was something that like was widely known Um, whether, you know, it actually was, possessed by demons or whatever remains up for debate, obviously. But I do like that. It was like a wider scale story that they wanted to tell because like, I'm going to get into like later on, like, cause everyone loves the first conjuring movie and without a doubt, the first one's the best one, but a lot of people really like the second one. And I do like the second one, but my problem with the second one is the story that they chose to tell was from a, a case that like was public that people knew about, but it was 
even when it was happening and all this stuff, it was like very shrouded in skepticism. Like even when it was happening, there was like plenty of like people that were like, this is clearly fake. So it didn't, when that movie came out, it didn't make me as intrigued. Cause I was like, there's a lot of evidence already that proves that this was just the family making it a hoax essentially. Um, mm-hmm. So I do like, I do like that with this movie. I think the story that they chose was different than the other two um, for multiple reasons. Um, that being said, I don't necessarily know if the execution of the story is, is the best. Okay. So me having not seen the other ones, I was wondering this and I wanted to ask you, are all of the movies kind of investigative like this one? Or is that just a virtue of this being tied to a court case that there is more stuff where they're like sitting around and they're like, you know, looking over like, you know, police files and things like that. Like this feels a little bit more like detective-y. Yeah. Like, is that how they all are? Because like by virtue of like their job too, it's like, I can see maybe the movies are like that, or I didn't know if that was like a new device that they were using for this one because of the court aspect. So this one is, is it, it's mainly in this one. Uh, I'll say that like the going to the police and stuff like that. That's really just this one because um, one of the main differences between this one and the other two, the other two take place in, in just a house for the most part. And it's like one family and the second one does have cops involved. Um, but they're not like going to the police station, like get, trying to gain evidence for something. It's like they're in the first two, they're dealing with actual demons. So it's like something that like is only affecting this one family. It's happened in this house and they're the only people that can actually help because they do exorcisms. Whereas in this one, it's the first time they're not, making the villain a demon. It's a, an actual person and um, it's affected multiple people. So yeah, the court, like, like the uh, investigative process part of this film is new. Um, and I think at times that like investigative part of it gets quite boring. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I thought about that. There, there were a lot of things in this movie as I was watching it where I was left kind of scratching my head and some things I can tell I'm like, okay, like that this is my fault for watching a like eighth movie in a movie universe without watching any (laughs) of the other ones. But then other things I was just like, this just seems stupid. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't think I'm missing anything. I think I'm getting exactly what they're putting down and it's kind of dumb. Mm hmm there's a few negatives that like kind of like go into that, but like one, like I think there are just a bunch of stupid moments that are like cliche. We're making the characters do something stupid. And then also I think there's just some like parts where they were trying to be scary, but they like weren't scary at all. And they were like unintentionally funny. Yeah. This was, this wasn't a, like a, like a scary part necessarily, but there's like a bunch of tension building and they like, go out and they're like, we need to get, we need to find this guy. He could like tell us like everything, which is what a lot of the movie is, is they just go from one place to wherever. And then there's an exposition dump. But when they go to like Kastner, <laughs> they like go to his house and it's like building up like, Oh, this guy knows what's going on. And they're like, Hey, how's it going? And then he just <laughs> turns around and just goes, I've got chicken shit on my hands. <laughs> I was like, uh, what? Dude, <laughs> there's so many lines. There's so many weird things happening in the, in the dialogue in this movie where I'm just like, I, I feel like half of the script was like rough draft pages where like they wrote it and they were like, we just put this in there for now, but like, obviously we're going to circle back and fix this. And they just <laughs> never did. I texted uh, Ryan because I think Ryan watched this on the same day as me or like the day before, but I texted him. I was like, hands down, best line in the movie. I've got chicken shit on my hands. <laughs> yeah. Classic. But uh, as far as like, just like dumb scare parts or like parts of the characters are doing something like stupid, like this isn't a spoiler. This was in the trailer. There's the moment where they're in like the catacombs towards the end and the witch runs up to Ed, but from distance, she looks like she's Lorraine. And then she just yeah. runs up to him and then she just blows dust in his eyes. And he's like, ah, ah! oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and also like, 
just don't do that because especially now with COVID, if someone runs up to you and like blows like spit and dust in your, they're going to get their ass beat. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, I don't care if it's a witch or not. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're getting smacked. You're getting smacked the fuck up. Better back the fuck up. Yeah. Can we, can we talk spoilers? Cause I really don't know how to talk about certain things of this without just like, I mean, what is the spoiler for this movie? Does anybody really care? Yeah. I mean, there's a few, I do have a bunch of points that like are non-spoilery, but if we want to just get into spoilers, we can, we can, talk about them and then I can hit other points. It, I don't think it matters too much. Well, I mean, we already mentioned that this isn't dealing with a, um, a possession. This is something different. It's not a demonic possession. It's satanic ritual or whatever, witchcrafty stuff. Yeah. And that is the thing that made me question the validity of the story more than anything. It's just like, wait, so like the idea is just like, Oh, no, no, this no, a very powerful Satanist. Like I feel like they're mixing like Satanism with paganism and mixing that then with like, it just seems like they just took a bunch of things that sounded spooky and they like mixed all of the references. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, what the fuck are they even talking about? Why is it just like, Oh, they worship Satan. So like they're crazy powerful and their powers are stronger at night why <laughs> what what are we talking about and yeah i i was i was not cool with all the anti-satanist rhetoric in this movie i think that it's some really hateful heinous shit that they're spitting out there about satanists and i think it paints a bad image for satanists and i think that you know if we're if it's 2021 man woke culture like we need to be you can't be talking shit about Satanists like that. Like they're, they're people too. <laughs> are you being serious right now? Are you, are you, cause you're making a face that makes that look sarcastic. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. <laughs> You've seen my room. <laughs> I don't appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so you were triggered. <laughs> I was a little bit triggered. I'm like, why are they talking? Why are they making it seem like Satanists are like these fucking, Weirdos crawling around in dank tunnels, blowing dust in people's eyes, <laughs> putting bones under their baby's cribs and being like, I'm going to take your firstborn. It's like, I don't think anybody cares about that. I, I actually completely agree with you, though, because every time I watch one of these Conjuring movies, I do research like after the fact. So I'm like, OK, like what's accurate and what's not accurate in terms of the story they're telling? And it's actually like the first conjuring movie is fairly accurate. Like there's obviously things they change, but for the most part, like if you look at like the percentage of what's different and what's, what's the same in terms of what they experienced at that house, it's pretty close. And what, that's part of why I think that's probably like the best one and why people like it so much other than the fact that it's just executed by far the best. This one though has the most changes and from what I can gather and what I like looked into, there was no witch Satan thing going on at all. And what they did is this movie is essentially, they took a uh, case file from the Warrens, which is the beginning, which is a kid that was possessed by a demon. And they actually did quote unquote, actually did an exorcism on him. And then within the same year was when the Arnie, case happened and he's the first person to ever plead not guilty by means of demonic possession. And they basically combine the two, hmm. but like spoiler alert, like in real life, he, he goes to jail. Like in real life, in real life, the court case ends and they're like, yeah, you're going away for five years, buddy. Like you're in the clink. <laughs> like, yeah. like, so, and like, he didn't get like the death penalty, like they were saying and stuff like that. But, uh, it wasn't, they make it out in this movie. Like, Oh my God. They like found out what was going on. They were able to prove it. And he like only like did a little bit of time and then he came like out and everything was like good and stuff like that. Right. Um, but so yeah, like they, they basically like took the idea of two different other like cases of theirs, but then like 80% of this movie is embellished. And yeah, like for that reason, I was like not really into it. And, uh, and then also just like at the same time, like what you're saying with like 
they they don't give the villain any motivation. They're like, why would someone do this? They're like, you know, them Satanists, they they do crazy shit. They just fuck with you. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like that's like the whole motivation behind the villain in the movie. It's like on the level of like reefer madness. It's just like, oh, you know, they smoked marijuana, so now they want to eat your skin. <laughs> Like how? How did we get to there? How did we go from just like relaxing on the couch to eating your skin? I think they just wanted to do something different. And uh, I've said before, like, I can't fault them for wanting to do something different. But also similar to what you were talking about with Halloween, when we were doing the trailer park, it seems like they were like, this is the third movie in the franchise. Like James Wan's not directing it. Like, I don't want to try and be James Wan. Let's do something different. So they like we're not going to do a demon. We're going to do like a witch or something like that. And like, we're not going to make it like a contained horror. Like we're going to do it like more of like an investigative thing where we're like going from different places and this and that. And I feel, I I felt like it was losing some of what makes the conjuring movies. And uh, there are things that like, I definitely feel like are staples in the conjuring that are still in this, but overall there's just a lot of, a lot of decisions they make that felt like they were like, we've been doing this for like how long now let's try something different. Yeah. And they were just throwing shit at the wall. <laughs> like, fuck it. Kind of. Yeah. Um, what, what I was going to say though, like one of the things that I do think the conjuring movies actually do a good job of, and I'm, I'm talking only the conjuring movies because the first Annabelle movie and the nun and La Llorona are all terrible. And Annabelle comes home is just like fine. And I actually liked Annabelle creation, but the three conjuring movies are definitely the most, most consistent. And like a through line that they have with all of them is they actually do a very good job of getting you to care about like the family or the main character that's being involved. And I definitely felt that in this one. Like I, I felt bad and sympathetic towards the Arnie character. Um, so I felt like even though there's a lot of like bad jump scares and I'll get to the scares in a second, I did feel like compared to other like harsh lock, they actually did a decent job of like trying to get you to care about the characters, which is more than a lot of movies I can, can say lately because I feel like we've done a lot of reviews where I'm like, I didn't give a fuck about these characters. And yeah, I actually like, obviously like I don't learn war and this is, this is like the fifth movie they've been in. So you, you already liked them, but the new characters, like the kid, I was, I felt bad for him. So I think they were, you know, that was very effective in this film. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of going to mention this when we get around to our grades, but I'll say it here. Like we've seen a lot of horror movies and bad horror movies for this podcast or just in general, like when we went ham and watched like over 200 movies mm -hmm. in 2019. And, uh, this there's some dumb shit in it and there's some things that I don't love, but this was watching this. I wasn't like totally offended by it. Like, yeah. like in the way of just like, this is like offensive to my senses and my intelligence and everything <laughs> else. Again, I mean the chicken shit line is pretty bad. I don't think this is a great movie. Yeah. By any stretch of the imagination. But it is definitely not the worst horror movie we've had to watch for this podcast. For sure. I uh, I don't know if I said this to you or if I said it to, to Ryan when I left the theater. Because um, it definitely sounds like I've talked way more negatively about it so far. But uh, when I left the theater, someone had asked me, like, did you did you like it? And I was like, honestly, it was pretty middling. I was like, but it, it kept my attention the entire time. Like, I, I was not upset leaving the theater at all. Like, I was kind of like... I felt like I spent my time like, like worthwhile. Like I, I was, I had a good time watching it. I r realized the problems with it, but as far as horror movies go, you could do way worse. And I will say this. I like, obviously one is the best one out of anything in the universe. Two is a much better film, but there were things about this movie that I like a little bit more than two. I'm not saying I like this movie more, but there's just some things in this that I think possibly it does a little bit better job of than two. So there are like some very redeeming qualities to this. And um, I actually did want to say this because this came to me like a few days ago and I was thinking about it. I was not expecting this in this movie and I'm not saying that this movie is hilarious, but there's some good comedic relief in this movie where in particular there's one part where 
Ed and Lorraine go to the their lawyer and they're like, he was possessed, so he's clearly not guilty. And she's like, how the fuck, like, how are you, how are you going to get me to, like, defend that if I don't believe that? And they're like, like, well, why don't you come over to our house and, like, we'll get you to meet Annabelle. And she's like, okay. And then it just cuts. It doesn't show that scene. It just cuts to, like, five days later in the courthouse. And she's, like, clearly still fucked up from it. And uh, yeah, I thought that was funny. And then um, there's, like, the other scene where they go to Kastner's house. And Ed and Lorraine, like, like, he's like, oh, I got all this, like, haunted demonic artifacts in my like basement and like Ed is like you should really burn this like what the fuck are you doing but like he's the dude that has a whole closet in his house or a whole room dedicated to all this haunted shit and I was like yeah. oh like that's like very self aware but it reminded me of I heard this quote from John Favreau uh, in regards to Taika Watiti when they were filming Mandalorian and he had said like one thing that Taika is really good at is finding the humor within the action or like the situation, but not making fun of it. And like there's in Taika's episode of Mandalorian, there's the one line where Carl Weathers is like, come on, baby, do like the magic hand thing. And I felt like at times this movie actually did a, like a good job finding the comedy in the like horror or the, like the situation of it, like the absurdity and without like making fun of it, like there, I think there are unintentional laughs, but I also felt like there was just some, well-crafted jokes in it, which I just was not like expecting. Okay. I didn't pick up on any of those. I was going to say the one, the one with Annabelle, if you haven't watched the other movies, you wouldn't get, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't pick that up. Yeah. I was going to, there's a whole movie dedicated to the room. <laughs> like Annabelle comes home is they bring the doll home and put it in the, in the room. And then some dumbass babysitter lets it out. <laughs> so nice. But yeah, like those, those two things I actually thought were like, were smart they like played on like the universe and stuff like that um but yeah overall like i don't think this is like really like the best movie like i said there's some really dumb choices the characters make i feel like the actual story is pretty bland and uh and it's for the most part like far from the truth and i actually like you couldn't make this a courthouse drama because like how can you like market that to like fans of the of like the universe You're like yeah like we all we know you love this horror universe but like we're gonna do like a court drama <laughs> and they're like what the fuck <laughs> i would have been into it but oh i was gonna say like i actually probably would have enjoyed this movie a little bit more if there was more of the court case in it uh not saying the whole thing but like they only show the courthouse when he they're like like how do you plead basically and when they show it like like can you stand up here's the verdict basically and yeah, like the court case part of it is the truest thing you could have made the movie about and it's barely in it. So it's, you can just, you can see right through the movie. You're like, Oh, so much of this is fabricated. Right. But you got anything else? I don't, but I do know that you have something else. Ooh, you have, you actually have two things. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that they're in your hands right now. <laughs> your balls. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Just, you know, the Swampies don't know this. You know, we're not in the same room anymore. We don't, we record this uh, across all, from the top of the coast to the bottom of the coast, except not really because you're not all the way south and I'm not all the way north. But New York to Florida, <laughs> Florida. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're not in the same room anymore. But the way that we stay connected is uh, the entire time we record. Colin um, cradles his balls mm -hmm. and I'm gripping my shaft. Correct. Solidarity. Yeah. And it, it like strengthens our connection. I feel like, mm -hmm. yeah. Give me the tomato tomatoes. You fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato, tomato. The critics, they're bringing this in at a 56 baby. <laughs> 56. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. 56. Tomato, the audience, they are bringing in at 84. Of course they are. Fucking idiots. <laughs> Bunch of knuckle draggers. Mouth breathing fucks. Ugh, did you see the picture of the nun in the background? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm going tomato. Okay. <laughs> but, like I said, this wasn't like the most offensive horror movie I've ever seen where I was just like wanted to kill myself. And uh, 
I can't say I had a good time, but I can see things in there that are well done. Mm-hmm. So I can't fail it. I gave it a D minus. Oh, okay. My grade is essentially right in the middle. So I don't know what I should go. Like we say, like tomato sounds more positive, but th- that they're, they're failing it. <laughs> I guess I'll go to yeah. I guess I'll go with tomato. Cause just to stay consistent with that, but I give it a C minus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You are pretty much dead in the middle there. Wow. So you loved this. Yeah. This is your favorite movie of 2021. Yeah. I was, I was all about it. I saw this like five times. Yeah. No, it's, it's actually like, as far as I'm concerned, the only movie of 2021 at this point. Actually, you know what? For the 2021 movies that we've reviewed on the podcast, is this the one that has so far had the lowest tomato score? Because I don't remember any other ones being failing. Mm. Like even Mortal Kombat, I don't think it was a failing grade from critics. Yeah, I don't think it was. This might be the yeah the lowest score from critics, but nice. I don't think it's the lowest score coming. <laughs> good <laughs> because i know what movies are coming out oh good um yeah no i was i actually looked up all the scores for like all the conjuring movies and it's right in the middle you know the everyone blows their load to the first conjuring and it is a great film but even that one only has an 86 and the conjuring 2 has an 80 which is the second mm-hmm. best and then there's a steep drop off after that like it goes annabelle creation at 71 and then Annabelle comes home at 65 and then this, and then like everything else after that is like in the low twenties. <laughs> like what's the nun? The nuns at 24. Wow. And like, and, but like those movies though, like I will also give the audience credit. People know when they're like uber shitty. Cause like the first Annabelle is a 29% by critics, but a 35 by audience. And the nun is 24, 34. And then La La Rona is 28, 35. Okay. So like even the audience on the bad ones are like, fuck this shit. <laughs> so maybe people are generally like more positive than the critics. And that's kind of why I'm like, didn't really think it was that good, but I do see some good things in it. So I gave it a, like, I'm not with the audience, not with the critics really. I'm in the middle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't offensive. I, I had a decent time watching it. I just, uh, I think compared to the other conjuring movies, it's clear that James Gunn or James Wan, did not direct this. Like you can tell, like this is, this is different and it's noticeably worse. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I can't tell that it's different from the other ones, but I can tell that it's not very good, (laughs) but you know, whatever, I guess, uh, in, and the fucking, even from the first time I saw the trailer, I was like, what is that subtitle on there? So bad. So stupid. The devil made me do it. Shut the fuck up. It's, I think that's actually like what the court case is like what people are referred to it as is like the devil made me do it like court case. I'm like, what? That's lame. <laughs> like, there's a U.S. court. All rise for the devil made me do it. <laughs> versus Kentucky. Yeah. It's like Kentucky versus Satan. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Like what? Yeah, yeah. Now we're in, we're in a there's a flood of just dumb site subtitle movies coming because we got that and Fnine the Fast Saga and uh, Let There Be Carnage and oh Let There Be Carnage has to be the worst one I've ever heard. Yeah, Space Space Jam: A New Legacy is really stupid. Also, eh, A New Legacy I can kind of it's like not as dumb as. Dude, let there be carnage, but like carnage <laughs> is like a character and it's, mm-hmm. it's so, it just sounds like a working title that they just rolled with. And it's like, this is very on the nose. It would have been better if it was just called Venom 2 Carnage. What? Why, why? Why does every movie need a subtitle? I don't get it. Like that's like a, it doesn't just call it Venom 2. Yeah. Or, dude, remember, um, Birds of Prey, the fantabulous oh, emancipation of Harley Quinn. And then they were like, oh shit, nobody knows what this movie is. Just call it Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn. And then they change it again to Harley Quinn, colon, Birds of Prey. Prey. <laughs> Freaking morons. That happened while we were recording that episode and making jokes about the ridiculous um, subtitle of it. Yeah, I know. And then you go and look on the app, on the AMC app, and they, the studio changed the name 
to Harley Quinn colon birds of prey. Like yeah. as we were joking about it, it's like in real time <laughs> they heard us talking shit and they were like, well, if the two dudes are going to roast us like this, we got to switch it up. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. We were, we were hinging everything on this podcast. Oh, also I didn't write, I didn't write down the name of it, but since we brought up DC and I didn't do this on purpose, but this just sparked a memory when I was in Best Buy and I was looking at the Blu-rays I saw, and everybody talks about how amazing the DC animated movies are, and I've watched quite a few of them. They're pretty good, but I saw this box set, and it's like a special edition one for a Batman animated movie. It was like one of the gritty ones, like the adult ones, Mm -hmm. and the box had an action figure in it of a character who I guess is in the movie, and I look on the back too because I'm like looking at this action figure and I'm like what the fuck like why is this in a Batman box because the action figure looked exactly like uh, Power Man or Luke Cage but like the OG Luke Cage costume when it was Iron Fist Mm -hmm. and Power Man and I flip it over on the back and there's straight up like a ninja guy now granted he's blindfolded like I guess he's blind but he's blindfolded kind of Kenshi style with the bandana Mm mm-hmm but he has a dragon tattoo, like a like a almost like an S shaped dragon tattoo on his chest. I'm like, DC just straight up <laughs> took Iron Man, um, not Iron Man, Iron Fist and Power Man, and put it in a Batman movie. And they're selling Luke Cage figures with Batman. DC, <laughs> suck my whole fucking dick. You stupid fucks. You dumb fuckboy DC shitheads. You don't know shit about shit. You're fucking hijacking Luke Cage now. I watched this thing. So we're, we're getting on a tangent right now. But I had watched um, a video with Kevin Feige. Like that was recently. And, um, and Bri- Brianna's like, this is dangerous even bringing him up. <laughs> Why is that? Cause I want to talk about Marvel stuff, but we're not there yet. Two weeks yeah, away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was just going to say, uh, cause Brianna's recently gotten to Marvel. Like I started showing her all the movies and we've been watching all the shows. And, uh, so we were watching this video with him and he was talking about like different characters and he, and he mentioned Shang-Chi and he was like, um, that's a movie we've been, we've been wanting to make for like the last, like, 15, 20 years. And he was like, people don't realize like we just had like our 10th anniversary, but like we've been a studio for like 20 something years now. And he was like, and it's been like a lot of the same people. And and he was talking about black widow. Like that's something we wanted to do for a really long time. We just needed to find like the right way to do it. And, and Brianna was like, she's like, that's kind of crazy. That's like been like the same people that have like been playing this for that long. And like they've, all like promoted with you know from within on a lot of a lot of things and stuff like that and she's like DC doesn't do that at all and I was and she just started watching the movies and I was like yeah <laughs> yeah DC yeah. has no plan <laughs> they don't no, know what DC's the fuck they're doing. It. yeah yeah it's DC man that being said I am very excited for the Batman oh dude yeah I just want that to exist I want Dune to come out there's there's a lot to look forward to but right now the Swampies can look forward to uh, having this episode I guess not anymore because now we're at the end so. Whoops, but <laughs> you look forward to next week's episode because Colin and I are getting real fast, and mm-hmm. the only way you can find out if we're furious about it is by coming back around and listening to our F nine the Fast Saga review. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. I'm going to give as much emotion as Vin Diesel does in that movie, <laughs> which is none. <laughs> Do you know what Vin Diesel's real name is? Mark Vincent. Is it actually? Yeah. Okay. I was, I was like, how did he land on Vin Diesel? Like was, like was his like first, like his, his real name was like Vincent unleaded. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Vincenzo premium. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's like, nah, it's not cool. Vin Diesel. Yeah. We, oh my god his name is uh vincent luke oil <laughs> penzoil <laughs> vinnie petroleum <laughs> my, my cousin vin diesel 
my cousin Vin Diesel. Dude, <laughs> you want to know how he landed on that name? He's a fucking tool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He picked a douchey name. <laughs> Diesel. Come on, dude. <laughs> Whatever. Did you ever see the... All right, you know what? We can't do this right now. We got to get out of here. We'll talk about it next week. F9 coming. Black Widow coming. Y'all know what to do. Follow us on social media at 2DudesMovie Reviews. Go to 2DudesMovieReviews.com. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Do it. All that. Do it. You you pussy. <laughs> yeah. And we're still doing our contest. So, reviews. Pump them in before the contest ends. Yeah, pump them in. Got a couple more. Got a couple more in. Saw that. Thank you, guys. And, yeah. On that note... Second swampies. <laughs>